following program is sponsored by friends and partners of Oasis Ministries. I'm surrendering my all. I surrender to the King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sun and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering.
up the word sacrifice it meant a loss or something that you give up usually for the value or the sake of a better cause parents will sacrifice time and sleep to take care of their babies they'll give up time to care for their little ones in in Jonah 2 and 9 Jonah said but I will sacrifice unto thee With the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And I could take those two verses there, and it's everything I want to preach. Jonah said it in two scriptures. But it's easy to praise God when you feel chill bumps. It's easy to praise God when bills are paid and doctor reports are good and there's peace in your family. There's harmony. But sometimes you need to praise God when the enemy's raging. 
And we need to learn to praise God. We don't know which way to turn or what to do. And I want to talk to you today about a sacrifice of praise. Okay, if you could get a picture of Jonah in the belly of this fish, seaweed around him, and there's a, uh, all the stuff that's in this little belly swimming around him. And he looks up and he says, I'm not going to whine and I'm not going to grumble, but I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I wish you'd turn around and tell somebody, if he can praise him in the fish's belly, I don't know all you're going through, but I think there's a praise left inside of you. I don't know all you're crying about, all you're facing, but if this guy can, if he can give a sacrifice of praise in a fish's belly, and the, the thing about it, after two chapters, just the very next verse, and the Lord spake to the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. I'm talking about a sacrifice of praise that'll move heaven. A sacrifice of praise that'll change your situation. We we must we must not allow our praise to be controlled by our circumstance. I remember the year fifteen, sixteen years ago when they had the Olympics on the Okoy. Worldwide news. It was just they showed the Olympics, Highway sixty four, River Road, around the world, the Olympics. Waters dancing the kayaks. And the whole world stood and looked. But a week later, I went to preach in Gainesville, Georgia. All the cars are gone. The TV cameras are gone. All the kayakers are gone. And they've got the water shut off. And the water's not bouncing and there's nobody there. And the Lord spoke to me. said, a lot of church services are like this river here. said, they only praise me when the spillway above is open and blessings are coming. When the spillways close, nobody wants to hang around and bless the Lord. But if you want him to speak to some fish in your life, you need to learn to praise the Lord when the spillway's not open. And if you want him to change some directions and circumstance in your life, could we start today? Could somebody say, I'm just going to commit, hallelujah. We weren't, we weren't created or made to die in wars and famines and wrecks. We were made because there was a loneliness in heaven. There was a God that wanted to be praised and an angel alone crying, holy, holy. It didn't suffice or it didn't appease God. And he said, I'm going to make a creature in my likeness and my image and I'm going to give him a choice. Angels, you don't have a choice. You refuse to praise me, I'll cast you out. Little birds, you don't have a choice. When you fly, you praise me, but you refuse to fly and the fox will catch you. Little fish, you don't have a choice. When you swim, you're screaming out in the face of the atheist, there is a God. He's holy, hallelujah, he's Emmanuel. But little fish, if you refuse to swim and praise me, you will not survive. But man, you can get drunk and I'll let you live. You can curse me and I'll let you live. You can refuse refuse to do that which I have created you to do and you can survive for a period of time but if you'll praise me I'll walk into your fiery furnace if you'll praise me I'll show up in your lines then if you'll praise me I'll, think, I'll speak to the fish that has swallowed you up if you'll praise me I'll raise up a standard hallelujah I need some help preaching today I'm not just preaching to somebody that's feeling chill bumps and I'm not just preaching to somebody that's got good health and I'm not just preaching to somebody that all your bills are paid 
And I'm not just preaching that somebody feels like you came off of a vacation, but somebody's been through a storm or a dry place. Somebody's been attacked by the enemy. If you'd begin to praise the Lord, not just for 15 minutes on Sunday morning, but late tonight if you'll praise the Lord. On your way to work Monday, if you'll praise the Lord. On your way home from Monday, if you'll praise the Lord. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll make up your mind, I don't feel chill bumps. I don't see an angel. I am not speaking in tongues, but I'll give him a sacrifice of praise. I will praise him because he's worthy. I'll praise him because he's good. I'll praise him because he's holy. I'll praise him because he's altogether lovely. I'll praise him because his mercy endures forever. I'm hurting more than I'm feeling good, but God's still good. I'm about to lose everything, but God's still good. I don't know which way to turn, but God's still good. Hallelujah. Can't sleep, but God's still good. I more people hate me than love me, but God is still good. And somebody ought to cry that out. What can I praise him for? You can praise him because God is still good. Hallelujah. You can praise him because God is still good. You can love him because God is still good. You can bless him because God is still good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Don't know what to do, but his mercy endures forever. I looked up the word thankfulness, expressions of gratitude, acknowledgement of a favor. To express, to express gratitude for a favor, to make acknowledgement to one for kindness bestowed. Lord, you've been kind to me. I want to be thankful. I don't want to wait till Thanksgiving Day and sit down over a ham or turkey and bless you. I want to bless you the day after, the day before, and the month after, and the month before. It's easy to be thankful when God is moving for you. Luke 17 and 12, several passages. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered, saying, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine that are not found returning to give glory to God? Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Rise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. I wonder about the nine. I believe the nine show up in about every church service across this nation. Sometimes we stumble more on the, the nine than we thank God for that one. But I wonder, you know, what is this disease? It's a, it's a terrible condition where a person's skin begins to rot and their skin literally begins to fall off, leprosy. Many of them lose their fingers and toes because of the disease. can even eat away at their face features. It's very painful and it has an odor, a smell to it. You could tell if a person had leprosy because their body would be covered with sores. People with those sores are commonly referred to as one that has leprosy. But why did nine people who went to church and got a touch never come back to say, thank you, Jesus? Why, why out of the ten, nine had a laugh 
change and touch, but they never returned to say thank you. I, 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 I don't know. The scriptures don't declare, but working with people, people are a lot alike. One probably think. I, I, I think we need to wait and see if we've really been touched. I, I think, it, is it going to last? Do I just feel good today? Is it an emotional thing, or is it a real touch from heaven? Perhaps another said, there's plenty of time to see Jesus later. I've, I've been through this long enough. I just want to live my own life and do my own thing. Another said, perhaps maybe we never had leprosy in the first place. You know, it's all, everything's different. Perhaps somebody just convinced us we had leprosy. And let, let's just forget him and leave it alone. Let, uh, let, let's just go on with our life. There was another, and there's no doubt in my mind we'd get well someday. I just was waiting on the time. Perhaps another said, I told you guys that if you'd think positive and just keep telling yourself you're well, you'd be okay. Now, you've done it, just something in you done it, just go on with your life. Perhaps another said Jesus really didn't do anything special. Any rabbi, any preacher, any pastor, evangelist could have done it. Just let's just go on. Now, another probably said, now that we're okay, uh, do we still need him? I'm okay. Let's just, he's, he's fixed it. Let's just forget him. Jesus ought to be more than our mechanic. Some of us never call on a mechanic except the cars tore up. We never visit the doctor unless we're sick. Jesus ought to be more than just somebody we need in time of trouble. Ever once while on our good days, we ought to come back and say, I love you. Would somebody take a practice at Mark Miracle Deliverance? Would somebody just break out in a worship right now and tell him, I love you, Lord. I'm doing pretty good to Today, but I love you. Not facing no emergency crisis today, but I love you. I need you. I love you. I bless you. I, I praise you. I, I bless you. And one of them, Luke 17, 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered said, Were there not ten cleansed, where are the nine? That are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. When he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Apparently, apparently the other nine, the, the disease stopped, but the fingers weren't replaced, or the piece of ear weren't replaced, or the skin discoloration wasn't replaced. But when this man came back to say thank you, the disease wasn't only healed. Hallelujah. The disease didn't only stop. Hallelujah. I don't know how to preach this, but there's somebody in the building today the crisis has stopped but there's some healing that needs to take place hallelujah it's all not going to come us laying hands on you it's all not going to come somebody prophesying to you or anointing you with oil or giving you a prayer cloth something this ain't going to happen till we break out in the praise and say Lord I've come back to thank you for what you've already done instead of worrying about everything that's not changed yet I wish somebody would stand to your feet and thank you for what he's already done I know there's some things in our life that it's not fixed yet. And I know there's some crises in our life that's not already turned around, but I refuse to concentrate so much on that that's not fixed yet till I refuse to thank him for what he's already done. Hallelujah. And I like what I feel in this house today. If you woke up today, he's already done something. If you woke up and you could dress yourself today, he's already done something. Hallelujah. If you woke up today and you had a desire to go to the house of God, he's 
he's already done something and somebody at church ought to break out in the praise right now. Somebody just ought to bless him. You ought to not be intimidated. You ought to not be shy. You ought to not be bashful. That devil laughed in your face and said you was going under. That devil laughed in your face and said God had forgotten you, but you're still here. You ought to not be bashful. Somebody ought to give him a praise in this house. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please take this sermon home with you. Please bless him on your way to work in the morning. Bless him at break at noontime. When bosses walk up and scream at you, let them get out of sight and say, God, thank you. I got a little old job to pre- pre- provide for my family. Thank you for this little old place of work. I can buy another bag of groceries. I can pay another light bill. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. And if you'll start praising him in your storm, he'll lift you above it. If you'll praise him in the well's belly, you'll get out. If you'll praise him when you're missing fingers, he'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 18.35. And it came to pass, as he came down to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And here in the multitude passed by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And that which were before rebuked him that he should hold their peace. But he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He sat by the wayside begging. I saw something in this I'd never saw before. Everybody talking about the World Series. And these 70, ever how many thousand people showed up there, they're begging, please entertain us. Please let us leave here happy and let us leave here joyful. Anybody opens a can of beer, they're begging that thing, please numb me, satisfy me, fulfill me, give me peace, give me joy. Somebody put a needle in their arm, they're begging that shot of whatever type it is, please lift me out of here for a while. And there are people, you're going, you may not like me preaching this, but you're going to beg something to satisfy you. You're going to beg something and there's some things you're going to taste of. It's not going to satisfy you. It's going to lead you further from God. It's going to satisfy you only for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young people, the further you stay away from sin, the freer you can be. Sooner or later, you're going to get down. You're going to get discouraged and hell will tempt you and test you. But it cannot tempt you over that which you have not tasted of. It cannot tempt you over that. Hey friends, this is Pastor Anthony Wynn, Oasis TV Ministry here in Athens, Tennessee. What honor to come into your home. We'd ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us, even 5 or $10 a month to help us carry this tremendous load to reach this generation with the love of God and the mercy of God. We've tried our best to be a good steward, but if you'd stand with us and hold our hands up, we could lengthen our cords and reach more people, and it's all we want to do because Jesus is coming back. We'll push, we'll pray, we'll go. Will you send us? We love you. God bless you. Please pray for us. Thank you. 